Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's time for Come and Talk It with your host, Michael Cargill, brought to you by Texas Law Shield. Over the last decade, Michael has championed and supported the rights of law-abiding Texans to own and use firearms. He is the owner of Central Texas Gunworks, a veteran of the United States Army, and has achieved national exposure in such prestigious media outlets such as Forbes Magazine, Fox Business News, CNN Money, AOL, BBC World News, Huffington Post, and the New York Times. Cargill vigorously defends lawful gun ownership in this country without regard to party politics. And now, here's Michael Cargill. Good day, Austin, Texas, the live music capital of the world. Let's praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. I tell you, what is going on with the city of Austin? There's apparently a resolution or something that's going around where they're saying what they want is if you're a small business or any business at all, you're going to have to. It's going to be mandatory for you to give your employees eight days sick leave. So we're going to talk about that. They're attacking small businesses. Even if you're a small business, it doesn't matter. You have to give them. It's mandatory or you're going to face a fine. We'll talk about that, the government getting into small businesses. Is this something that the government needs to decide? Is this something that should be decided at the, at the business level? Uh, but before we get into that, we have A.W.R. Hawkins from Breitbart. That's right. He's in the, actually on the phone. He's going to talk to us about the SHOT Show and what happened in 2018 SHOT Show. What's new? What's going on? But before we get to uh, A.W.R. Hawkins, there's some stuff coming out of Kentucky, uh, that school shooting that happened early in the week. Well, apparently, a reporter arrived at the scene, and when she got there, she found out that her son was the school shooter. Deja vu, Zach. Wow, that's crazy. That's what happened with Texas Tech, remember? I was here. Was it on a Sunday? Remember, we talked about this, how this happened every first Sunday of the month. Do you remember that? But this one wasn't the first Sunday, but okay. It wasn't the first Sunday. Right, right. But it was a reporter's child. That's what the Texas Tech shooter was. Wow. Wow, so that's something else. All right, so, man, that's crazy. All right, but let's welcome to the conversation A.W.R. Hawkins from Breitbart. Welcome to Come and Talk It, sir. Hey, thank you, Michael. Excuse me, thank you. Great to be with you. Hey, not a problem. Your voice sounds just as, you know, just as hoarse as mine do. I tell you, I've been yelling and screaming all week long, and you've probably been the SHOT Show all week, yelling and screaming and just making deals and checking out new stuff. What's happening? Uh, what what have, Whatever happened to uh, SHOT Show 2018 this year? Well, it's pretty awesome. Um, it seemed to me to be quite crowded. I don't know if that matters to people, but I'm throwing that out. Uh, but, you know, you know, SHOT Show is like, it's like the Barrett Jackson. It's like the Barrett Jackson auction kind of atmosphere, except it's for guns. And I saw some, I saw some tremendous firearms uh, from Smith & Wesson. And I know, Mike, you know a lot about guns. You deal in guns. And uh, 
there's nothing I could tell you about a gun. But, you know, I'm a fan of the Shield series of guns. I just think that's a good gun uh, for people who are getting their first concealed carry weapon, whether it's a 9 or a 40. And that I love that new Shield M20, uh, whether 9 or 40. I like. I felt like they made the grip so that that gun is not going to come out of your hand. I really like it. I like the H&K products I saw. I love H&K. As I say, the Daniel Defense products I saw, the Walther products I saw. Walther had a great display. I love the Sig Sire display, the new Sig Sire uh, 365. I like that gun. It's real clean. To me, it's kind of retro. You know, they're not not a lot of levers. I think there's one lever on the whole gun, a lever and a mag release. That's it. There's nothing to snag when you pull that out of your pocket if you're under duress. So I really like that, and I, I really enjoyed the people that I, I was able to work with at NRA TV, at Armed American Radio, all the different. I, I did two television segments for SHOT Show TV. So I loved running with or being able to work with the National Shooting Sports Foundation. And so when you're around people like that, you're going to have a great time. And and that's what I did. I had a great time. And what I love, Mike, you know this as well as anybody, because you, you go to these events too. This is, this is not an event. And don't don't even want to take this wrong. This is not the 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 event that the left tries to portray it as as the event for the old white people. I love <laughs> I, I love going to this show and keeping my eyes open. It's me and a lot of brown people, and it's right? me and a lot of a lot of women. It's me and a lot of old veterans walking around. You know, now the old veterans are the Vietnam vets. They're walking around with their cane and their Vietnam vet hat. And man, of all different races and backgrounds, and uh, I just love it. it. It's it's not forced diversity. It's a diversity that is produced by a hunger for freedom. That's the kind of diversity we want. Isn't that amazing? I mean, Shot Show 2018 filled with a lot of different people, a lot of different backgrounds and nationalities. Uh, you're you're absolutely right. And there's some good guns that you know uh, that people were very interested in. Uh, I was I was looking to find out what uh, was coming out of the Accuracy International booth. You know what? The Accuracy International booth, I cannot say that I stopped there. I got I had a weird weird year this year. I I didn't do the floor as much as usual because um I really had to do a ton of interviews. I usually do two or three interviews during the week. I think I did two or three interviews during the first afternoon. And uh <laughs> by the time wow. By the time the second day got there, I, I had the NRA TV for the second day. I uh, had the two shot show television deals. I had that day was maybe five or six interviews, and so I might have to walk forty five minutes from one part of the floor just to reach the point of the interview. So there's an hour and a half gone. So oh, wow. I, the, you know, I, I didn't see everything I wanted to see, but what I did see, I loved. Nice. Did you happen to get a chance to make it to the Tavor booth? Uh, no, no, I didn't. i tell you, I made it to Hornady. I'm thinking of things I made it. I saw a ton. Uh, you know, for those of you who've been there, this might help me. It's, it's a lot. It really is a lot. Yeah. You're talking football it, fields. It takes me three days usually to see everything. Uh, and so I get there. You know, it starts on a Tuesday. I'll get there Monday night, and I start Tuesday morning, and I'll literally walk eight hours. And it takes me three of those days to see everything there. It's 12 and a half miles of Isle of Guns. That's what we're talking about to people who haven't been there. This thing is huge. Wow. And 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 like you said, you know, people from all different walks of life and and, and it's just it's amazing. And I was reading something that you that you tweeted um just yesterday about the the church shooting here that we had here in Texas, how the the hero in that shooting is going to be at the I'll let you tell everyone. 
But, yeah, he's going to be at the State of the Union address. So he's been invited, and I, my mind has blanked, and I, pardon me, but it's a, a, by a Democrat rep from Texas. And, uh, you know, I, I think this is fitting. This man should be honored. You know, he says he's not a hero. Uh, but Oh, he's he definitely say, a hero. Absolutely. And if he, hadn't, if he had not shot that punk a couple of times, who knows? That punk might have decided to go back in that church and kill those who had survived. And so, uh, you know, he's proof. He's living proof that a good guy with a gun stops a bad guy with a gun, period. That's the proof. And we all knew that's true. We've all known that's true. But it's, it's nice to have that demonstration. I wish it didn't come following the loss of so many lives. But it's nice to be reminded by Stephen Williford that a good guy with a gun can, can stop a bad guy. Absolutely. And I tell you, in the studio, we have uh, some people that are just fans of yours. Uh, they actually you know, read just about everything that you write. Um, Janai, one of our, our co-hosts here, you know, she just loves a lot of stuff that, you know, you write and she's actually a cougar. And so, you know, I'm oh always, goodness. you know, always trying to hook Janai up, you know, and so I just, I just want to make How sure can, she has a chance wait, to talk on. to you. How can Janai get hooked up? I don't get hooked up. I'm going to hook you up oh. later. I'll hook you up. I promise. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, man. Well, I'll tell you, this, this is, uh, this is a nice deal right here. Uh, <laughs> well, now you may know. I know we got. I think we got him in trouble there. You, we're we're going to get him. Oh no, I'm not. I'm not in trouble. I'm just. I'm trying to think about what I ought to say and what I shouldn't. So I'm just. No, you're I'm fine. With, no, I'm joking. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that, and I love. I love having people that do. That do read, and, and not just me, but anybody that writes on guns, because. But you know, I think you know, Mike. We got to educate people. I mean, like when it comes to something like the Hearing Protection Act, or or. Uh, Something like national reciprocity. I'm shocked at how many people believe suppressors are illegal, that they're going to be legalized by the Hearing Protection Act. No, they're not. Right. They're legal in 42 states. In Texas, you can hunt with them. Right. I mean, you know, so the people don't people don't have any understanding. So I think that is why those articles are so important because we just got to educate. You're doing that with this radio show, and I think it's great. Now, tell me this: What do you think about the conciliatory reciprocity? Do you think we're actually going to get that passed? Because it's passed the House. Now we need that to pass the Senate. What's the likelihood of that actually, you know, getting through the Senate? I I am both. This is going to sound like I'm in contradiction, but I'm pessimistic and optimistic. And let me say it this way. I'm pessimistic that Mitch McConnell will act on it. I'm optimistic that if he does act, it will pass. I believe even uh, I don't know. I, I don't want to go out on a limb, but I believe even Doug Jones might have to vote for it because a lot of people didn't pay attention to this. Regardless of who had won that Alabama election, they have to run for re-election in less than two years, or in two years, excuse me. Mm. And so so that makes his Senate seat somewhat like a House seat for this first term. So he's going to have to vote conservative for the next two years, or else he's, he's going to lose enough votes that he won't win re-election in 2020. So I believe if we can just get McConnell to get up and get it done, then we can pass it. But my hope, my, my fear is that McConnell is just enough a part of the ruling class that, you know, you know, McConnell's got taxpayer uh, security wherever he goes 24-7. So right. he's not real worried about what the common man has to do to keep himself safe at McDonald's. He's really not. And I think we're going to have to somehow shake him, wake him up via letters, via Twitter, Twitter via phone calls. We're going to have to do that politely, but we're going to have to do it. Absolutely. And then uh, as far as the, 
getting the Suppressor Act in there, the, the Hearing Protection Act, what do you think? You know, I know that's right. even that's even harder. Right. And you know what? To me, to me, the, the Hearing Protection Act, I don't believe it's being presented correctly. Uh, and I'm not saying that. I know it's been put forward by Rep. Duncan, who's from Texas. I'm not bashing him at all. I just don't think they're advertising it correctly. I think people need to understand, what does this do? Well, suppressors are already legal. So what does this do? Well, what it does is it removes a federal tax. Yes, another federal tax. It takes that $200 tax away. People don't even know that. But when you buy a suppressor or any, or any uh, NFA-regulated device, you have to pay the, the federal government a $200 tax to take possession of that device. That's ridiculous. Since when, since when can my natural rights be taxed? I think that's the approach. You take that, couple it with the fact that these things do protect hearing. There's no doubt about it. And we can, we can gain the momentum we need. That's just my belief. I just think, I think we're missing an opportunity when we don't seize on that tax and let people know what's going on. <laughs> Absolutely. And, <laughs> it, it, you know, it's it's just crazy to me. And then, you know, we have a lot of different states. Some cities are actually now starting to come up with these, you know, banning bump stocks. What's up uh, with that? Yeah, don't even. This is my I got to watch what I say. That makes me so freaking mad. I just can't. Uh, it's Here's the thing that's killing me, Mike. These people who are banning bump stocks. They admit that the day before, the day before the Las Vegas attack, they didn't even know what a bump stock was. Not at but all. Yet now, now they understand them enough. They just have this thorough understanding, and they're going to ban them. And it tells me, as with most gun control things, these people have never used a bump stock. And if you've used one, and you probably have, Mike, but uh, a lot of people haven't, if you ever do use one, what you learn is it will take you uh, – I would say I'm trying to be rational here. I'd say it'll take you two to three hundred rounds of ammunition uh, to figure out how to get a short burst of of mimic fire out, where it mimics full auto, but it's not full auto. You waste a lot of ammo doing it. It's a novelty. That's why the ATF, when they approved it for sale, even the ATF guy laughed at it. He laughed at it. Now look, I'm not laughing at it because I think if you want to put a bump stock on your gun, hey. That's, that's the way you're exercising your freedom, in my opinion. That's fine. If you have, if you can afford to waste the ammo and it's fun for you, why should I sit in judgment of that? That's my position. And the fact that these things have been used one time in a crime, Mike, you might know of another one. I have yet to find another crime where a bump stock has been used. We have one crime with a bump stock, and they want to ban them. And, and if you look at Massachusetts, the ban they put in place opens the door to them coming in your house to be sure it's gone because they make clear – that you are banned from possessing them in a private home. And that's a quote, private home. Well, how can they know I don't have my bump stock in my home? There's only one way, and it requires that knock on the door that everyone thinks I'm getting conspiratorial when I mention. But there's all, that's the only way to enforce it. And so this is very dangerous. This is not only a violation of the Second Amendment, it's a violation of the Fourth Amendment. All right, we're talking with A.W.R. Hawkins from Breitbart. We're talking about bump stocks, talking about the SHOT Show 2018. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk. Peace, this is Maj Toure. You're listening to Come and Talk at Radio with Michael Cargill. Talk 1370. The right choice. 
Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're back, and we're talking with AWR Hawkins with Breitbart. And we're talking about SHOT Show 2018 and everything else that's going on around the country. So, AWR, tell me, what do you think about Chris Christie and what he's doing with uh, the bump stocks in New Jersey, or what he did with them? Yeah, I think it's about par for course. I think he, you know, he basically got got his lunch handed to him in the Republican primary because he tried to run as pro-gun, and it's just not going to happen. I mean, uh, he, he's pro-gun control to the core, uh, and I believe, my this is only my opinion, but I believe he, the action he took on his last day in office, he banned bump stocks, and I believe that was his way to slap uh, pro-gun voters and, you know, try to teach them a lesson for opposing him. Uh, that's kind of my take on why he did it, but, you know, what he's done is very similar to by Massachusetts, and what's important about these bans, what we need to learn is, you know, we say these bans will lead to other bans. And a matter of fact, I wrote on that this week that, or last week, that a former ATF gun tech official said that very thing, that these that this ban will lead to other bans. Well, Chris Christie's ban, it already, not only is it banned bump stocks, it bans trigger cranks. This this guy in Las Vegas wasn't even using a trigger a trigger crank. They just, <laughs> see, it all becomes arbitrary. Once they can get into the room with their gun control, it all becomes arbitrary, and they, they just keep passing control after control after control. And that's why we have to fight it tooth and nail. Yeah, and they always say that, you know, it's really not about coming after your guns. It's about, you know, just this little regulation here or this rule here. But then it's just like, like you said, you know, you give them an inch and they take a mile. Right. And here's the deal. You know this, Mike. You probably know this better than I. You probably shot these guns so many times. But, you know, if you if you find somebody who, who knows what they're doing, and by that I mean they're just well acquainted with their weapon, you could take a semi-automatic rifle with without a bump stock, without a fig, uh, trigger crank, and you can you can position your hand right, either through your belt loop or through the, through the inside of your pants and let your thumb hang out. You can position your hand right, and you can rip off 30 rounds. It's no problem. Well, after they ban bump stocks and trigger cranks and all the other things they could ban in that category, then what are they going to do when someone turns up using their thumb to make a semi-automatic shoot fast? Then what are they going to do? They're going to have to start talking about banning semi-automatics then. And see, everybody who's sat home right now and they went, well, I don't own a bump stock. I don't really care. <laughs> Everyone who did that is going to be setting themselves up for the momentum behind the ban to get rid of semi-automatics. And it's going to be too late to stop it then right. if we don't dig in now. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, what is the tone of the SHOT Show you know, goers there about the shooting in Las Vegas? Any talk about yeah, that I, at all? I didn't hear it. I mean, I, SHOT Show was full of optimism, I thought. you know. Now, ATF had a booth there, and I never saw them there. I tweeted about that. I thought, well, they don't feel like coming in here and being pigeonholed about the ban they're trying to pass. Right. So they, I didn't see them show up there. Theirs was the only empty booth that I passed the whole time. Uh, the people there, the only comments I heard there about bump stocks were very negative comments about attempts to ban them. And I didn't solicit those comments. People just came up and said stuff. And so uh, that's kind of, that's, that's pretty much what I got from there. There's no support for the bump stock ban among rank and file gun owners. That's what I learned. Okay, good. All right. And so, well, hey, and, and, and that's the most important thing there for sure. So what about um, 
the actual shooting in Las Vegas. Anyone say anything about that at all? Any conspiracy theories? Anyone? Did you get a chance to go to the hotel on the floor or anything? No, I mean, I, no, I did do this. I went down and parked between the hotel and the place where he shot. Right. That's a long way, Mike. I mean, a long way. It was. It's kind of eerie to sit there and think about. Literally, this guy had this planned out. I mean, it's, I know this doesn't. People may or may not think about it. This dude was highly intelligent, and uh, he was very gun savvy. I know that at first that someone said, well, his brother said, well, you know, he did a shoot a little bit. Whatever. I don't care what they said about him. This guy knew his firearm. These were extremely long shots. And, uh, of course, now he's just spraying and praying. But and he he was taking some long shots. He understood elevation, the drop of that bullet, windage. He understood all these things. And he took, of course, the tactical high ground on that 32nd floor. But when you look at that, I'll be honest with you, it's hard to believe hundreds more people were killed, hundreds. And, and I say that not because he used a bump stock. If he had used, in my opinion, a regular semi-automatic rifle without the bump stock, he would have got more rounds out of it. It seems to me that he got those guns hot so fast. That's why he had all those various guns. He would have to drop one as it jammed and grab another one. And people who have used bump stocks might not know that, but a semi-automatic firearm is not made for full automatic fire. So even if you mimic it too much, that gun gets hot. And the action does not cooperate with you. Absolutely. And, uh, and the, so, the barrel can actually melt on you. That's what people don't understand. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was going to say that or the gas tube will go. Right. Yeah, the gas yeah. tube will go and explode. So that's and why so, everybody goes, well, he had 23 guns with him. Well, he had to have because he was ruining them. Right, you know, right. He's, shoot, he's shooting a maybe a 30-round mag through one a couple of times, and he's got to drop it and grab another one. I, anyway, but, yeah, it was kind of eerie to see it, but uh, – it seemed like business as usual in Las Vegas. The the strip was packed and uh, the buildings were packed. Are they having tours of like the hotel? Like I don't understand. Like is it still? It should be okay. sanctioned off. I mean, is it under investigation? Well, there is yeah, Las Vegas the, offering tours. I don't understand. The area where he shot the people, like the the concert venue, it's usually visible when you drive uh, down the strip, but it's it's still fenced off with a high green fence. Wow. It says no trespassing, uh, something like uh, investigative grounds. I can't remember the language, but so they're still processing that. Mandalay Bay doesn't want any attention drawn to this because they're scared to death they're going to get sued. And, you know, I'm not inviting a suit. I don't know how to even speak about this, but without someone saying that, but, you know, we've got, to me, we've had too many changes. I'm pro-policeman to the core. If those of you that are listening, officer or policemen, thank you for what you do. But it makes people uneasy when you give us a timeline. Then you change the timeline. Then the hotel complains that the timeline makes them look bad, so you change the timeline back to the original timeline. <laughs> so, so see, you don't know. People are people ask, honestly, they go, who's running the investigation? And I'm not saying that to belittle anybody. I'm just saying they're – the way they've handled it has just, instead of answering questions, it's led to more questions. And the hotel's scared to death they're going to get sued, and they're trying to keep a clamp on all the information. We're not learning anything. I'm not, I don't know anything now that I didn't know two, two, three weeks ago. Is Mandalay Bay a Steve Wynn-owned property? Because, you know, he yes, just stepped is. down. So he just, Steve Wynn just stepped down from Mandalay, from all of his Vegas-owned properties for sexual harassment lawsuit, correct? Am I wrong? Yes. So the, yeah. I don't think that's a coincidence that he just walked away from all this in the middle of everything because he's about to face, yeah, well, what, a multi-trillion dollar class action lawsuit, right? 
Well, in theory, in theory, here's the deal. Uh, you know this. I'm just saying for the listeners. You know, you have you have a you have a serviceman or or a, yeah, like an elevator serviceman kind of thing, and you have a security guard, both who gave us one time. Were they full time or part time? I don't know that. I don't know that. But I know. Well, I would think that the serviceman was full time, but. They both talk about this guy going out of the room and shooting rounds down the hall at him. And the one guy talks about pressing his body against the wall. You know how those walls in Vegas, mm-hmm. they go in and out. And he would get behind the, the, the wall that where it protruded, and he said he could just hear the rounds whistling past him. Mm. How does that – you see what people ask. They go, how does this happen in a hotel and no one's coming up there? How does this happen? And so – and that's, and, that's, and, that's, and that's really loud too. You're talking about a lot of rounds. Oh, really it's loud. easily. Have you? I lived in Vegas for a year and a half, and I still have dreams of slot machines playing in my head, no matter <laughs> what. So it's really easy to not hear certain things in Las Vegas. No, that do 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 do. I would hear that. No, not well, if you you're not a, hear it you if you're so? down on the no. casino floor. No, no, no. casino floor. But that's what I'm saying. It's got it. If you were up higher, you might be able to hear it. But on the casino floor, you can't hear anything. Mm-hmm. All you hear yeah. is ding, 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 ding. That's all you hear for hours. And it is well, soundproofed but, all along the bottom of every casino floor. It is soundproofed. The thing is, though, the, the serviceman's 911 call uh, is recorded. Or it's not 911, excuse me. He calls hotel operator. I think he called head of security or dispatch. I don't know. But, you know, we, we have the recording of him doing that. And by we, I mean anyone in the press has it. Mm-hmm. You can get it. So it's a fact that he heard the bullets. He called. He's like, this guy's shooting a rifle down the hall up here. And so to me, that's going to turn. That's going to be where everything turns. How long did it take from that call until somebody got to that building to try to take that guy out? How long mm-hmm. passed right there? To me, that's where it all rests. Well, was a part-time employee or full-time employee? It depends right. on who's invested the most. But exactly. well, I mean, you know, I don't know. And here's the other thing. And I covered this Mandalay Bay. I called them two days after this and asked them if they still had the gun free policy in place for security guards. Right. And they would not talk to me. I mean, they would just say, uh, well, we can't comment. And I would say, well, let me ask you about this. And they listened. And when I was done, they go, well, we can't comment. I'm like, well, basically, you're not telling us anything. So it seems like your, your gun free policy is still in place for security guards. I can't. What are they going to do? What are they protecting? Cupcakes? And, uh, <laughs> you know, You're actually absolutely correct. The gun-free policy in Las Vegas for security guards still is in effect, regardless of what level you are. It's, still, it's just crazy. And then, now, what about for the uh, for the customers uh, that are staying in different hotels? That some hotels actually come up with a gun-free policy after this? Yeah, well, I don't know if they did after it, but some hotels do have a gun-free and some don't. I think the state law is, I know. I don't think. I know the state law is you can carry any any part of that hotel if they allow it. Any part except the casino floor. Right. And so, uh, you know, I just I don't understand those laws in any way because what that does is it tells the criminal, okay, everyone at the casino is a sitting duck, and uh, that's where you would want to attack anyway because that's where you would have the most people congregated. And I've never understood those laws. It's just like in our schools across the country when these. These heathens know that these children are sitting in these classrooms. They have no protection. It makes no sense that we conduct ourselves like that. Every teacher, if he or she wants to carry a gun, he or she should be able to carry a gun so that when the next Adam Lanza comes in the classroom feeling feeling all cocky with his AR, 
someone could put it on him before he even racks the action on that thing. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, I, good. I, uh, I say get all those uh, out of work veterans that are a little down on their down on their luck. I we'd be happy to protect our next not generation. Not if they have mental health issues. Not if they have PTSD. Yeah, but mm. you, you, would, you would screen them. And that's that's what Kurt Schilling's working on in Massachusetts. He's trying to get a deal where they will use those vets to do security. But he's running into all kinds of trouble. Just people somehow can't go guns in school. It's like, I can't figure it out. you got to quit thinking in those terms, those people who oppose guns being at school. you got to quit thinking in those terms. Because we're not talking about kids carrying guns. We're talking about... When some heathen comes in that door, the adult in that room Mm -hmm. can stand up. He or she can stand up and drop that animal right there before he kills one person. That's what we're talking about. So we can all applaud that. That would make the evening news so good. You'd be like, hey, this this morning in Fort Collins, Colorado, this kid came in with a rifle, and before he could even raise it, pop, he's gone. That's a great story right there because it saved all those other lives in that room. Absolutely. We need to get in a position where we're telling that story. Now, what do you think about the, there's a rash of people around the country and he, even here in central Texas where they talk about uh, they're anti-gun and they're also uh, anti-police? Oh. What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> you mean like the, the people who actually call for the police to be disarmed? You mean those people? Right, uh, right. Anti-police uh, and also anti-gun all in the same right. breath. Right. Well, see, it doesn't make any sense because what you're doing, you're giving up your own protection and then you're giving up the state-sponsored protection. So you'd think you'd want one or the other. I personally want to be able to protect myself and know the police are coming. That's what I want. And I I love the police. They do an increasingly dangerous job. And, uh, you know, I I don't know. I've got friends in federal, federal agencies, and I'm sure you guys do too, but... You know, I used to think their jobs were dangerous. Their, their jobs are nothing because they, they don't wear a badge. No one knows who they are. They blend in society. These police go out every day with a target on the, a target right on their chest, that badge. And uh, to call for them to be disarmed is just, it's ignorance 101. Those guys are in a war zone many times. Not for and, police to be disarmed, but to do, it, well, no. to do away with police departments in general. There's oh, a call oh, for that right now in Austin. Which is crazy. <laughs> Exactly. Never going to happen. Yeah. Never. Never going to happen. And then what they should do is, honestly, they should, if they want to be that hardcore, then they should, you know, erase 911. You, you know, can from their actually, phone. you can actually delete 911 from your, your cell phone. And they should do that. And you should do that. If you get in a car accident, don't call 911. Don't call 911. If you, right. if your child goes to public school and there happens to be a mass shooting, don't call 911. Don't call 911. Right. Your child right. should be offered up first. Right. Be hardcore about it. Be hardcore. Go underground. I don't want to see you on Facebook. Right. I don't want to hear. You should not. There should not even be a negotiation. If you are anti-police in the city of Austin, you should not negotiate anything. Right. There's I nothing agree. to negotiate. Don't use the system and the system won't use you. You know, the deal is yeah, at Sandy Hook, which was a horrible deal, that that gunman uh, had over nine minutes without armed response. Over nine minutes. My point is that's this. a very what long time. Yeah. Look what he did. Now, now multiply that by by two, let him or by three. Let him have twenty-seven minutes. Oof. And that's what we would have if we abolished police departments. Oof. He would have not only twenty-seven minutes. He would have all the time he wanted because that was a gun-free school. He could walk around, make himself a lunch, go back to shooting, do whatever he wants. 
See, that's it's just lunacy. People. So don't who would save things. those kids if 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 we don't if we ban guns? Liberals want us to not have guns, and they also want us to not have police. So who would save those children, and how? Nobody. I mean, that's it. That's what I'm saying. It would just be we'd be sacrificing not only the next year, but this generation, mm-hmm. every generation, because we we'd be defenseless. You can't. It, people who have these utopian thoughts don't understand. That's not my utopia. I'm sorry, no. That's a unicorn dream. (laughs) I'm just saying these people who have these thoughts, they don't understand that if you show weakness to a bad man, he doesn't remain at peace with you. If you show weakness to a bad man, he figures out a way to either manipulate you or overpower you and take what you've got. That's just human nature. And people have to understand that. And, and, And many times, especially if you're older or if you're small, especially if you're a petite woman, the only the only prayer you've got in this life is that thirty eight special or that Glock forty three or whatever it is you have in your purse. That's the only thing Perk. that's going to save you if push comes to shove. All right, I'm gonna. I need to ask you one more thing before I let you go. I know I told you I was going to keep you on two segments, but I do want to ask you. When we come back from this next break about you know the concealed carry weapons or concealed carry firearms that uh, that came out of the shot show. I want to ask you about that. When we come back from the break. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talking. Hello, this is Gerald Darty, and I'm the Precinct 3 County Commissioner here in Travis County, and you're listening to Come and Talking. up on the latest headlines anytime at talk1370.com. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, we're on the phone with AWR Hawkins from Breitbart. We're talking about SHOT Show 2018 and also current events. So, AWR, so tell me, uh, what are some of the concealed carry firearms that, that are suggested for people to get out of the SHOT Show? Well, you know, it's, uh, that's kind of hard for me because everybody likes a different type of weapon. I was talking about the shield. The forty and the shield nine. The people, people who want a compact gun, uh, or I really like that Walther. And this wasn't a new gun, but I really, I, I just like it. The Walther PPS M2. Mm-hmm. I really love that gun. I like how it fits the hand. Uh, it fills your hand up. I just happen to like that. I like a gun that someone can't, if they, if they get on me and I don't realize it. I like a gun they can't take, get out of my hand. You're, you're going to almost have to kill me or knock me out to get that Walther out of my hand. Hmm. And I like, I like a gun that feels like that. I also like, I like the new Glock, the, uh, the Glock 19X. Now, it's, it's, it, looks somewhat, it looks somewhat like a militarized Glock for people who haven't seen one yet. yet. It has a little lanyard holder on the bottom of it. And it, it does look like it's designed specifically with, uh, with a, a battlefield use in mind, but it's, it's a Glock 19 at its heart. That's one of my favorite all-time guns. Uh, and, of course, if I shift from the polymer guns that I've discussed here, any Kimber. I love, I love, I love the Kimbers. Uh, I looked at some uh, 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 Let's Bowers that were, that were just excellent. And I, I went over and I looked at uh, 
I switched the home defense a little bit. I looked at that uh, that that Udis, uh fifteen. Do you know what you, the shotgun I'm talking about? Uh, the pump shotgun that holds fifteen rounds. They're getting ready to put that thing out semi-automatic. Oh, it wow. is going to be a semi-automatic. They showed me the prototype. I took pictures of it and tweeted it. Nice. But it's a it is a semi-automatic fifteen round twelve gauge. It's going to be incredible. Oh wow! Okay. Wow. So now, I like those I like those kind of things. You know what? And I know someone there's always a hater. Someone goes, <laughs> you don't need fifteen rounds of twelve gauge. Well, you know, technically Why not? maybe I do. Exactly. But but if someone if three guys come in my door all at once, uh and all three of them are armed, even if all three of them only have ten round magazines, well right. they all, they already have thirty rounds more than I have and so I, I don't see why I can't have fifteen rounds to put them down. I need as many as I, I can possibly fit in that magazine. That's it. You know, my, my dad, my late father, I used to always ask him, i say, how many bullets does a man need? He said, one more. <laughs> like that, that was his only like answer. That. He just said, one more. And so, and he's right, because you just never know what the situation's going to call for. Yeah, that new Tavor, they're coming out with a bullpup, 12-gauge shotgun. That's got a 16-round a capacity as well. Yeah. I may have seen that gun after all. I said I said I didn't. I may have seen that gun. That one looks uh, sweet. Yeah, I love I'll tell you I love I love that shotguns are being put in that situation because well, I, I hate almost talking about this, but we're talking about it. People the left has never figured out the true the true terrifying weapon is the shotgun. Mm. There I would never yeah. say this in public and I definitely wouldn't say it uh in close proximity to a shooting an hour after, a day after. I wouldn't say it. I just wouldn't say it recklessly. But there have been times where I've been like, well, I'm glad that that guy had a handgun, or I'm glad he had an AR and not a Remington 870. Because people don't, people don't understand what you can do with a shotgun in close quarters. It's unbelievable. And, it's, a, uh, it's a lot of psychological I, that's warfare, I like too. Seeing these semi-automatic guns for home defense, it's going to be incredible. Mm. It's going to be incredible. Now, now, last one here. Uh, how do you think Donald Trump is doing as as president of the United States? Overall, overall, Don't be laughing over there. Don't be. Uh, see, I got some people in here that are all skeptical, and laughing over here. I'm going to kick them out of yeah. the studio right now. I support my uh, president. I mean, what do we have? We have many. How many records has the Dow broke? Is it 44 records? I mean, I'm being honest. I think that's 43. Like a crazy number, right? Well, you know, I mean, people. And what's good about that? A lot of people where they work, they have 401ks or they, they have an individual retirement account. Those are money. People right. who might have hated right. him, they're going to they're gonna have an opportunity to go from well-off to rich. And people who are poor, people who are poor are going to have an opportunity to go to well-off. And so these are – I like that. I love that he's pro-gun. He's proven that. Uh, but I wish the Congress would get busy, as we talked about in that other segment, get busy in the Senate and pass – Hearing Protection Act, that's actually in the House, passed that, right. and then passed national reciprocity in the Senate, uh, he's already signaled that he supports both of them. And so there we are. Now, I love what he's done for the military, and people made fun of him. They're like, he doesn't even know what we're doing in North Korea. Well, he doesn't want to know, because he's doing exactly what he said that's he would do. He, he turned that over to the military. He said, you guys do what needs Because to Vietnam... The president ran the show, and what happened there? We put 535,000 men on the ground. 58,400 of them never made it home because we had that president, Johnson, in there. 
calling all the shots for D.C., and he didn't know an, an M16 from a uh, a Hostess cupcake. And so, you know. <laughs> they didn't have Hostess back then. Don't trip. Don't, they didn't have Hostess back his, then. He knows his street. Oh, my you God. You tell that story to a fat girl. <laughs> Oh, I love it. I love it. Man, I tell you, thank you, AWR. I really appreciate you. Uh, I'm glad you had oh, a good time you. at SHOT Show there, 2018. And uh, did you make it back home yet? Oh, yeah, I made it back home and going to do a little pig hunting in Texas pretty soon. Oh, and, nice. Uh, up in West Texas and uh, going <laughs> to take a Daniel Defense rifle, as a matter of fact, a, oh, wow. a V7 Tornado, and I'm going to put it on some pigs. It'll be fun. Oh, oh that'll, that'll be a nice shooter right there. Nice, nice. All right. Well, I tell you what, you enjoy yourself, and I really appreciate you coming on and talking with us. Thank you. Thank all you guys for having me. Have a great night. Anytime. Absolutely. You too, sir. All right. All right. That's AWR Hawkins with Breitbart. I tell you, that's SHOT Show. It's a, it's a, man, I tell you, SHOT Show's a lot of fun. You got you to gotta check it out sometime. I've been to SHOT Show. Have you? I lived in Vegas. Okay, yeah. That's, I'm good. That's a lot of I'm walking good. around, though. It I'm is good. a lot of walking around. I'm good. Not when you have a media pass. Nope. It is. You still have to walk. Oh, no. They have golf carts and all kinds of stuff. They're, oh, good. No, that's they what... used to have it during the porn show. Which yeah. used to also be, it also used to be at the same time as the Comic-Con, and it was like a mess. Cause La- I, think get, like... La- I think two years ago was the same time as Comic-Con and the porn yeah. show, I think. Because yeah. I, remember, I remember being there for both of those. I don't know. Maybe I was there two different times. But, uh, yeah, that, that, to me, it was a lot of fun. I always enjoy it. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I don't want to do it too many times, though. Mm-hmm. I can only handle it so much. Once every 10 years. Because it, it's re- it really is a lot. You mm-hmm. can't get to everything. It's too much. Mm-hmm. It, it's too- almost total sensory overload. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it really is. That's how, that's how people end up spending $20,000 and they don't know what happened. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, so what's going on with the city of Austin, this, ah! uh, this Austin, the citizen review panel? What's going on with that? There isn't a citizen review panel. Why not? Um, well, because the contract ended for the police department thanks to a bunch of really great activists. And, um, you know, there was, I don't know if you heard this, there was a robbery in Hyde Park. Hold on to your britches. Clutch your pearls. That. Is that robbery. the allegedly was a allegedly? Allegedly. Could, it, could have been a drug deal going bad? Could have been a drug deal gone bad. Could have been a sex Sex deal gone bad. Yeah, something something else is up with that. Something's up with that. But, we'll but we never, won't know. We'll never find out. We won't know. We'll never Why? find out. Why won't we know? There's no citizen review panel at all. Mm. And mm-hmm. the Austin Police Department did a wonderful job, by Great the way. Great job. Outstanding. They showed Out- up to the scene. Standing. They announced themselves. Austin Police Department. Got shot at. Come out with your hands up. Got shot at first and returned fire and stopped this person. Boom. Right there inside the home. Did exactly what they were supposed to do. Victims were locked inside of a closet. While they were do you hiding know what the sides of the closets are in Hyde Park? Cowding ah! inside the closet in mm. Hyde Park. Hyde Park. Small closets. Avenue G. That's a big part. That's a big closet. Yeah, that's Avenue a G bigger. is a small closet, baby. Is it a small closet? No. Well, I don't know. I mean, we could go look at the house. I don't know. I did an aerial shot, and I mean, it looks like a small closet. I'm it's just like, saying. Like that's 50- a lot of fear and panic, and thank God. It was like 5401 uh, G Street or something no, like that. No, it was like 4700. Is it 4700? So, 4704 or something. Something like that. Like that. Okay. Not that we looked it up, but we did. But we did. Um, you know, I mean, but we'll just never really know the whole story because there's no citizens review panel. And I'm sure. And the purpose of the citizen review panel is to do what? Monitor the police. So Every shooting. So there, whenever there's a there shooting. Was, within the someone, hour, they're Someone there. from the citizen review panel is supposed to be That's on the scene. That's my understanding. Okay. And so this is, and the reason there's no citizen review panel is because there's no police contract anymore. Right. Why isn't there a police contract? Well, all of these really great, amazing activist groups fought and fought and fought, and uh, the police union just they 
didn't back their officers well enough and strong enough. And these activist groups were able to stop the contract renewal. So I'm curious, do, do, do you think, uh, let's take it to Facebook. Uh, do you guys out there in Facebook land, do you think that the city of Austin, the Austin Police Department should have a contract? Um, and then what should be the powers of the authority of the citizen review panel? You know, why, you know, should we have a citizen review panel? And then what should their their authority be? Go. Well, I want to bring up this. Why is it just, are we bringing up the police department? Because I know the fire department that I work for as a volunteer, we have a citizen review panel up in Williamson County. So why the question is, is do, or do we have don't that? shoot people. Well, no, we still have a review deal. And also what about... Uh, the EMS and paramedics. Do they have a review panel? Because we're talking about it? all emergency services now. Well, the, the fire department and the police department have two separate they contracts. Have, it's two separate unions. The so fire union unions. has a bigger political stronghold in the city of Austin. They are untouchable. I sat through that, that well, the fire, contract. Well, the hearing. fire department and EMS, they get there faster. They get there faster. Nobody's trying to shoot them. There's not rap songs written about them. People are not trying to sue them because they're there to rescue and save people. The police have to interject in a situation they know nothing really about. Domestic violence. Domestic violence, child abuse, you name it. When you're at your worst. When you are at your worst, See, I'm you'll like, be crying. I'm like a puppet pulling their strings right now. Yeah. I'm just pulling that string. There's a huge difference. If a building is burning, obviously the building is burning. Their job is to put the fire out. If you have a, a mentally ill family member who's trying to stab you in the head, what is their job? What do you think, Jesse? She's like, what? Um, well, actually, if I'm being completely honest, I'm not too familiar with Hyde Park or, right. you know, the, the Austin-specific issues just yet. Most but people you, in but Austin you, are. But you're familiar with, you know, law enforcement. Yeah, absolutely. And and I do think that a citizen review board is a fantastic idea. I'm not sure why there isn't one. I think that that just seems like a, a, a common is. sense. Should they have firing power? Oh, no. No. You, citizen well, review panel should- Well, as there is no, there's no standards to be on the citizen review panel. I could be on the citizen okay, review panel. In the mic. I could be on the citizen review panel. Okay, well then should we have some standards for a citizen oh, review yes. panel? And should they have the authority to fire? Mm-hmm. I mean, does yes, that happen anywhere no. else? This is Austin, Texas. Eh. This is one of the safest cities in the United States. This isn't Chicago. This isn't New York. This isn't LA. This is Austin. So if they're not gonna Texas. have any power, why have them? Because it looks good on a resume. So it's all for nothing. Uh, I it mean, could be to cover the cops back, the same thing as a body cam. I mean, you know, if there are people... We have body cameras. Why do we have to have people that review the body, the actual evidence? When you add the human factor into anything, you are going to take someone's opinion, someone's heartfelt right. desire into that. All right, we're talking liberal politics in the city of Austin. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. That's that's what is it. That's that's exactly what it seems like being in Austin. Just little boxes. They want us to just all conform and do the same thing and just fall in line and do what you're supposed to do and don't complain at all. Well, so so what what's there for a guy like me that's a nonconformist and a gray man? You're white, you're good. You're you're just you're gonna have to fight. You got to no, fight. He's he's good. You know, you and I both know he's good. Okay, so let me ask you. Let me ask you this uh, to everyone. All right. So for one, I call in numbers five one two six four three live. That's five one two six four three five four eight three. That's five one two 
646-643-5483. My question to you, well, my statement is this. The city of Austin, under Greg Gassar, city council member, he's suggesting that all businesses give eight days sick leave to their employees. Now, how do you think that's going to affect your small businesses? You know, what do you think your small business is going to do? You know, are they going to comply? If you do not comply, it's a $500 fine. So everybody's going to be part time. Let me go around the room. Okay, so your city council is saying, hey, I'm getting into your business now. I want your business to give you eight days sick leave. How do you think that's going to affect your pay? Oh, I definitely think it is going to hurt the chances of hardworking employees getting raises and whatnot in the future because, you know, it's costing their employers more money to have them there because they're being paid for time that they're not spending working. It's going to hurt the small business owner. It's bad for local businesses. And I don't think it's the place of any government to be interfering with. Mm. I love it. Janai? Yes. Because um, <laughs> you're a business owner. Yes. Small business. I, I, th- I think it's uh, a very huge mistake uh, on many levels. I, I understand the problems that some of these people have, um, but most most of the the, the the sector of businesses that they're really going to be impacting are your retail, um, fast food, service industry, and and most often these are younger people, and not to say that they don't get sick, but um, in this country, one of the things that I think is is one of the things that I excites me the most is upward mobility. And mm. the jobs that we're talking about are not jobs that people have as a career. And so the idea is that they're going to eventually move up and move on to something where they will have paid time off. But most of the people in these types of jobs, they're only around three to six months. And so my question to the city council is, what are the parameters <clears throat> going to be? For example, they get eight days a year. Do they have to stay there a whole year in order to get these? What I picture is, and this this I have had happen in my uh, company many times, I picture a 21-year-old who uh, likes to go out and drink and party and have a good time and wants to consider being hung over as sick time. Mm. True. And um, now you have to, you'll have to give that employee ex- sick time. Exactly. But so they're working for me for three months and they're going to take these eight days in three months. Or take a day period There's because they're be hung over. So my, my, my question is, what are the parameters going to be? Or, you know, I, I could see a middle ground. I don't necessarily agree with it, but um, maybe in order to do this, they have to have a doctor's note mm. to justify being sick. But then do you have to provide medical insurance for your No, employee? we don't have to provide. That's not so even a factor. A right. Because people can go to the doctor. Um, but not without medical insurance. No, yes, they do. They do it all the time. But that's not even the issue. My, my question is it can't be to be hung over. It needs to be right. an actual sickness. And so or, or possibly a happy medium could be, um, yes, you'll get paid time off and it accrues. And after you're employed for one year, you can take you, you'll get it in the form of a, of a week's pay. Mm. But there, um, what you have is most of the people, like I said, are, are younger people that, quite frankly, um, 
up until you're 24, your brain isn't fully formed, the <clears throat> cognitive functioning part of your brain. And so this is why younger people tend to make mistakes more often. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to go out and do something and not necessarily be sick, but call in sick. <laughs> and so it's going to put a huge burden on all these businesses that they can't sustain. So what ends up happening? They either shut down or, yes, they reduce wages, which or as other places do they pass on the cost to the consumer which is they raise their prices this is the whole foods model that completely failed which is why amazon bought them out (gasps) so it's not a good scenario in in many many ways and i can can see a couple things happening here (laughs) so one thing for sure is i can see an employer saying you know what okay i'm going to reduce the you know your hourly wage if i have to comply with this so if i have to comply with this my employees that are making $17 an hour, I'm going to drop them down to $15 an hour. Can I just interject real quick? Go for it. To 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 afford a one-bedroom apartment in Austin, you have to make $33.70 an hour. $33.70 an hour. If you want to work near downtown, let's just say you work downtown at, at her coffee shop, plug, um, you have to make $33.70 an hour. So I don't know any employer, full-time, part-time, or anything. I mean, even with a college degree, you, that's not guaranteed. So, and most employers have like a 90-day, like there's a probation period. Like if you're there for 90 days, you might qualify for benefits or whatever. But at the end of the day, I mean, I've been fired from a job because my child was in the hospital. And I had to prove I was in, I slept in the hospital for four days and I had to prove that my son was in the hospital. I still got fired because I missed four days of work in a row so is there a chance that people are going to take eight days in a row sick and what is that going to do on our healthcare system what is that going to do for medicaid what is that going to do for the workforce there there literally is and if you are a single parent and you were working a a, a medium level job i worked i was a dental nurse if you work at a medium level job People will fight tooth and nail for overtime. People will do whatever it takes to not call in sick. They don't go to the doctor. That's how I ended up with long-term work-related injuries because they didn't want to call in sick because they would get fired. But when your child is sick, what choice do you have? Well, the city of Austin is saying, you know what? If you don't comply with this, they're going to fine you $500. Well, I also see this happening. Fire Friday, how many people are going to lose their jobs because of this as well? Because maybe you, Cario, want to still keep paying what employees you have $17 an hour. Does that mean you kill off a couple people at work or what? Yeah, yeah that means the first person I that mean, complains about this gets fired. Yeah, I would fire take Friday. a lower wage if because I have a child. I would And I did take a lower wage because I have a child if I knew I was going to be protected and have benefits. But I see a lot of small business owners cutting everybody down to part-time. So now you're dealing with a society instead that has to tap. Instead of 40 hours, you're going to cut you down to 30 You're going to cut down to 30, 32, or right on the cusp right. of full-time. And so now these people are going to be forced now to get two cost, jobs. Now you're costing Now money. you're putting pressure on society. So I right. don't know. I see it both ways. I've been both sides of the fence. I own a small business. This happened to us. You, th- but there's this is not sides. something that government should get involved in. No, not at all. Well, if but the thing is, if you own a small business, when you walk in, there's a federal employment wage poster that you have to by law put up in your business. This you city, have a certain this, amount of employees. Well, this city council, what they really need to do is focus on traffic. I yes. really wish they would just do me a favor and just do something about traffic on I thirty five. I don't but even you know ask what? much. But all those I'm people, all those people are trying to work, I and they live you. in Kyle, Buda, Elgin. They can't afford to live here, so Elgin. they have to. I'm sorry. They had to they had to drive in from the ETJs to come work here for their $725 an hour job which they can't call in sick to now. 
Yeah, well, you know, I'm, I'm not asking much. I'm just saying, hey, if you're on Mopac, you know, Mopac, do something about traffic on Mopac, do something about traffic on I-35. I don't know about making it a, a, a what is it, that lane they just created on Mopac, Slopac? The HOV lane. The HOV yeah, lane? Are you serious? Nobody uses that. The express yeah. lane? Nobody uses that. Really? Oh, my yeah, goodness. Actually, we take saw some people take Why that Why are you early? not taking the bus? Why you know are you not? Can you carry is? on the bus? <laughs> yes, I can carry on the bus. So why aren't yeah. you taking the bus? I'm not taking the bus. Why not? I don't want to take the bus. I why like not? my vehicle. Why not? Private property. It's, it's my you vehicle. Got, I don't okay, want to be so part of my castle. So you don't get to have it all. You got to give up. I don't want to be next to every little homeless person. You well, know, sleeping on the bus. Not all people who take the bus are homeless. Now you and I, Dave. I'm about to call you out. Dave Sullivan takes a bus. He looks homeless. But Dave is not homeless. <laughs> <laughs> so so is it safe to take? You take the bus, Jesse? Not on occasion. On occasion, yeah. So you take the bus yeah. and you own a car. Uh, no, I actually do not own a car. I um, I walk, I Uber, but I take the bus from time to time. And, I, you know, why do you Uber? Hold on, hold on, I hold on. Uber. I why Uber. do I? I lift. I, I lift. I've had bad lift experiences. Why do you Uber if the city's transit system is so functional? It's not that functional. It's, it's oh, too slow. Oh, okay. So we Wait, can't. We, just right. if I'm in a hurry or something along those lines. You but know, the I'm bus should be. The, I don't want to take two hours to get months. from Breaker to. I mean, it already takes an hour in traffic. Right. I don't want to take two hours. I'm, I'm spending two hours on the bus to get to work every day. Did you know that the, the city of Austin spent like $9.2 million on just bus ridership in central Austin? They did a data survey. And it's still going on. You Now we can, as a city, and we can end this. it's still broken. And it's still broken. Hey, what happened to all that money you ca- cost city council there with your uh, deal? What is it now? We're gonna, we're gonna use you're gonna use those funds to uh, fix traffic. Hopefully. hopefully, how are you gonna fix traffic? It's gotta be what eight why million? Do, now? What we're gonna do here's my suggestion. My suggestion is to make one eighty three wider than what they're planning on doing right now. Yeah, there's, you know there's, there's plenty of land it right, right now, there. and it collapsed almost a year ago. A bridge on one eighty three was was not functioning. They had to shut down one eighty three. You know why? Because it's they're not. You know it's why? Old. I will tell you why. Because who lived on yeah. the east side of one eighty three ten years ago? I don't know, but they don't care about minorities. It. Yeah. So we need to make 183 wider, not make it a toll road, happen. make it wider. Not that will happen. solve a lot of those problems. They are. They're doing that the, now. The toll road should actually be free for 18 wheelers, big trucks. Let's pick the, the toll big road. Yeah, the exactly. Do you know that the city of way. Austin is the only major city in this state that allows 18 wheelers with hazardous materials right. to drive through their downtown? Even if nuclear waste. If one hazmat truck wrecks, then you it know, shuts it down. There goes our shuts aquifer. It down. It's we're happened. Screwed. It's happened. We're talking about current events. Uh, we're talking about liberal politics in Austin, Texas. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. This is State Representative Jonathan Sticklin, and you are listening to Come and Talk It on Talk 1370. Sound off on the news of the day with the talk poll online at talk1370.com. Talk 1370, the right choice. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're back and we're talking about this craziness in central Texas, uh, what we call this little blue dot in the middle of the state of Texas, Austin. Uh, they're killing me here. And, and Janai was actually giving us the education on, because uh, on, um, what was it? Urinary tract. Urinary tract infections, because we're talking about, you know, people being able to take, you know, sick, you know, I guess sick days or sick leave or whatever. Yeah. I just want to also uh, add these same, the same group of people um, 
when they were forced on the individual mandate to get health insurance, most of them didn't want to do that because they'd rather have more um, disposable income for other things because a lot of them are younger and they don't feel like they're going to get sick. So I, I don't think sick days are, are are a problem. I don't know why the city of Austin is deciding to address that because it's really not a huge problem in society. I don't think I, I like, like why are they focusing on yeah, that? Exactly. Like I've had employees sick and I would never ever fire one no. for being sick. Now, are, there have been instances where someone has called in sick and then been stupid enough to tell everybody else that they were just wasted and I, I have a small business, so typically when someone calls in sick... Or you just happen to look on their Facebook and you see no, the little video. I, 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 yeah, I, I don't friend my employees. Don't, so, no, but um, anyway, they're, they're stupid <laughs> enough to, to go around telling everybody that they were just partied. And, right. and I'm usually the one that fills in because we don't have a huge staff. So it it puts a huge burden on the business. Um, and, and I don't particularly like that. I, I probably work harder in my store than anybody. So, um, but yeah, the, it, it does, I don't understand why they're focusing on that. They think of something else that is, is going to have a, a bigger impact than like that. Like traffic. Traffic. What, exactly. what a concept. Traffic. What a concept. City council do something about traffic in Austin? Well, you, you remember that uh, truck that I was telling you about? Yeah. The one that was carrying nuclear waste? Yes. There was another one on 183 today. That wrecked? Jesus. No, that didn't. It didn't wreck, but there was another one. Oh, there yeah. was another nuclear waste. Oh, but when I bring that vehicle. up, they tell me, "Oh, there's no, yeah, there's that much hazmat material that goes through the city of Austin." I said, "That's not true. It's, it's coming. Stuff is going to Mexico and out of Mexico, and it's coming straight through 35. It's coming from Michigan. It's coming from Minnesota, and it's all coming through 35 you can go going to down any to Loves Laredo. truck shop, right? And not to not to." put a point on the actual truck shop you can go to any truck stop and you can get a book that tells you exactly what is in those trucks and i've had and that just sit there and look at the placards as they drive yeah, by exactly yeah because right. you can see propane right. you can see uh waste fuel you can see actual fuel oil all it takes is just one truck accident of no, hazardous not, material it's not, it's not even on that it takes one tire to done. go out and those things depressurize we're done yeah there goes our water <laughs> you think you like you, you think you like the environment? Then let let that happen. Uh, Gavino Fernandez. Gavino says, "Don't forget that Lulac is having a Chili Bowl scholarship fundraiser Thursday, February the first, two thousand eighteen, at eleven a.m. from eleven to one at Parque Saragoza Recreation Center. So that's Lulac Ch- Lulac Chili Bowl, February the first, at eleven o'clock at Parque Saragoza Recreation Center. I love me some chili. Chili, chili. yeah, and also on." Uh, Texas for Accountable Government is having their uh, our monthly meeting. It's the back to the last Monday of the month, and we're actually going to have a special guest out of Dallas come and talk to us about cryptocurrency. And this guy is he's a I'm bringing in a heavy hitter. He's a really heavy hitter. So if you want to learn the secrets of cryptocurrency, you want to find out about Bitcoin, Litecoin, and what are the other coins that are out there and some of the things. Ethereum. And yeah, and, and you also want to find out. You know what's go- what's been going on and what's the history and the track of this stuff because I'm bringing in someone that's been in this game for a very long time back in 2013, and he's going to give us the ins and out of this stuff. So you'll you'll get the inside scoop on cryptocurrency. Uh, this guy's got a lot of crypto. I probably shouldn't say that, but he's like one he's of my biggest. He's a Bitcoin biggest, millionaire. He's one of my biggest customers. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> so you definitely want to listen to this guy because he knows everything about cryptocurrency. The thing that scares me about Bitcoin and digital currency like that is what happens when those servers go down? 
Hmm. I mean, you know, we have oh, a what fee- if the power goes out. You know, what happens if the power goes out? You're out. Well, they're not uh, based on servers. They're not centralized. Most of them aren't. There are a few that are, like Ripple is a centralized bank cryptocurrency. But the rest have public ledgers that are found on every miner's computer. And those are just kind of spread out like Skynet, just all over the world. So it's 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 basically user interface. Mm-hmm. So the power can go out and we'll still be fine, right? All right? So And all that stuff, you know, hey, like I said, come to the Texas for Accountable Government uh, meeting. It's going to be Monday night, last Monday of the month at Casa Chapala uh, from 6 p.m. We're going to socialize. At 7 p.m. We'll, we'll start the meeting. Casa Chapala. I don't that's, know. A, that's a mouthful. It's Chapala. It is a mouthful. Is it Chapala? It's Chapala. I Casa Chapala. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, I always pronounce it wrong. I have some chapas in my family, so I say chapala, but chapala. Is that on 183? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. The one. I met them. They wanted to carry our coffee. Yeah. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Yeah, I like you that have place. Good coffee. Very nice place. I might come down and see and get a cup of coffee from your shop. We have excellent coffee. We carry Lavazza coffee, Ooh. which is the number three brand globally. Uh-huh. That's good stuff. Yeah. And what's what's the name of your place again? It's Cafe Do Aragona. Cafe and, Aragona. I love. I have I love had coffee there. there before. Now that you've said that, I have yeah, had coffee there a, before. We have great coffee. We're we're going to start opening on Sundays again. Uh, the end of February. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Because my patio will be almost done. Nice. And starting um, actually but now, but. I'm trying uh, to talk in to get our, some grits there. I need some grits or something. Maybe. But what I'm going to be doing and what I've started doing right now, but it, I'm really going to market it really uh, big when the patio is done, is we're doing um, uh, on Saturday and Sunday, we're changing our menu to a brunch menu only. So we'll mm-hmm. only be open 10 to 3. And we're doing um, bottomless quiche and mimosa for nine ninety five. Oh, bottomless Ooh. mimosas! I'm there. <laughs> yeah, that's all you have to say, you know, to get me there. I'm I'm there. Let me tell so, you. Oh yeah, we'll be open on Sundays starting the end of February. And where's that located? Nine fourteen Congress. All right, so nine fourteen Congress Cafe Aragona. Yes, correct. Ooh. Lavazza Coffee. It's going to be bottomless mimosas and a bottomless nice- quiche and mimosa for nine ninety five. And the menu is going to. So yeah, that will, our brunch menu will be a lot shorter than <clears throat> our regular menu. <clears throat> that's right. Be Come, ten to three. That's right. Ten to three. You can get a chance to meet my our local cougar. <laughs> twenty three inch biceps. Welcome. Oh my goodness! <laughs> got to have twenty three inch biceps. You got to come correct. Well, you're not going to have a chance. Speaking you of, you get coming, free quiche if you come in and, and I measure twenty three. <laughs> free quiche if you have twenty three inch biceps, ladies I'm and gentlemen. Kidding, I'm kidding. Kidding. No, she's not. Twenty three inch biceps. I'm going to so, hold you to that. Yeah, so how was Wait, the? Uh, I heard about inches all the way out there. What? Oh lord. Oh god. <laughs> Never mind. So so how was the uh, the uh, what the the young man that we saw in the uh, in the elevator? And, uh, I haven't bumped into him again. No. Yeah. No. In- I found out his name, but I don't know if she, if the um, apartment manager gave me the right name because I, I mean, I, I looked on Facebook to see if I could kind of figure that's anything about. Yeah, that's what I don't, about. No, I don't. Stock no, I don't stock. Here's what I do. I'll okay. tell you a quick story right, because I've been attacked. I'm always reluctant to give my number out or right. any information about myself. Please do some research. Beforehand. I do some research because one time I was actually talking to this guy that came into my store, gorgeous guy, security, trying to sell me a security system, whatever, and. He gave me his card, and I looked him up, and his website was impeccable, former military. And then I looked online, mugshot. Oh. oh. And and he was actually, um, I can't remember his name right now, but I think, um, if my memory serves me correctly, he was, 
You know who Chris Kyle is, right? Yeah, yeah. His, his wife's bodyguard for a short period of time. He actually stole. She gave him her credit card, and he stole a bunch of money from her. Oh, and, I anyway, know who you're talking. Okay. That is weird. So yes, I don't. I don't stalk because I've been stalked, but yeah, I do want to know who I'm going to potentially give my number to. <laughs> okay, no, that's that, wrong that's, with that. that's actually very smart. It, it, it's a good. It's a good opsec. But you know, but I mean, we never <laughs> you actually call it opsec. I call it stalking. <laughs> we never no, it's actually operational talk. security. It's we, keeping yourself safe. Well, what she does is opsec. What I do is stalk. But, yes, but you yes, stalk. You stalk. <laughs> hey, quiet. Um, but you know, we never actually talked about if you are anti-gun, are you anti-police? Be, for that very reason, right? Well, well, no, I'm not not um, you because I know you're and, not and that's, either. In that sense, going with your question, if you're anti-gun and anti-police, are we're going to end up like Europe? We're going to have constables that only have a whistle and a billy stick, and mm. they're going to bang mm-hmm. on the light pole to get people's attention. So we never talked about that today. So that I mean that that I mean you know as a female, you can't be anti-gun and anti-police, especially for situations like. What you're talking about, I've been in. I don't sense. know. If, I don't know if you've been in that situation. So okay, so you got three female in the in the room, and we're all. I mean, I'm white appearing. She's white appearing. You're white appearing. So if you are anti gun, anti police, and What's you've been stiff, yeah, I was you look white. The same thing. What's you appearing? look white. So oh, okay. I'm Mexican. She's Italian. What uh, I look are like? You Anglo. Just white. She's just white. Just white. So like, so so the chances of I mean, I've never been sexually assaulted. I've never been raped. I've never been harassed. I've, I've been mugged, and it didn't end well. But um, you know, apparently, like, there's a lot of a lot of people saying that minority female women of color should not be caring, but they should also be anti police. Well, oh, rape absolutely, the, you can't they rape should. The willing anyway, but go ahead. But that's absolutely. A, come on now. You, you know what? I'm about to, to I'm about to jump over. What's that? You should have the right to carry just as much as I do. Just because you're a woman doesn't make you any less capable of the firearm than oh, me. Oh, I never said I wasn't. I mean, my foremothers fought for... This used to be Mexico, by the way, not Texas. Oh, yeah. And so for my, my foremothers fought for this land, and my Texan foremothers fought. I'm a first daughter of a Republican. So we used firearms to get our this land, the rights to vote. We lost our land with firearms. If you're Mexican, and you, you lost this land, too. So firearms have always been present in my female... Mexican culture and my Texan culture, and that's not ever going to change. Nobody could take that away from me. I'm just saying, like, if you're a female and you are a minority and you are in the city of Austin and you got so much complaining to do online, we have invited you to this show repeatedly to say something. If you are not coming to the show to say something, then there is nothing else you can say because you are negotiating with the white devil. Oh, I don't know what that means, but um, that's that her. That means the city Hello, council. That's her, that's if you are negotiating, talk, no if you means. are negotiating with the very people that have oppressed you, who are you really negotiating with? If you are saying Nobody. that this city is oppressing you, you are sitting at a table negotiating with them instead of moving forward. That's it, and that's all. Yeah, I think we we do need to sit down and, and talk with I, you know, our our first responders and, and get them a contract. I do think they are should the first have a responders actually first respond. I, I think they Normally, do deserve a contract. And we do need a they good, do deserve a contract. I think we do need a good citizen review panel that right. actually has some teeth and has some authority. And they've, and some they've got to be diverse. They've got to be vetted. They can't have backgrounds. They can't have a an issue with anything. They've got to be clear and free of any charges of mental health issues. And tell me, where in the city of Austin you were going to find those people? Well, they, in nowhere. Well, city council is not going to do that because they're not going to be biased. So Exactly. Yeah, they're not exactly. going to be biased. And they already, they've already proven that. They're going to pick and choose who they want. They're really not going to get someone on there that's actually going to look at each situation. And, but, I mean, let's and, talk and about this burglar that just got shot in Hyde Park. It was shot and killed by the police. Right. Now, Good job, uh, APD. Thank you, APD, for doing your J-O-B. But again... 
Did you say 30 seconds? That's right. So, it, again, so who who is going <laughs> to review that shooting? That person has family. As always, more guns equals less crime. Go out and buy yourself a gun. You've been listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.